0: A theory of everything postulates an ontology or theory of origins and from this deduces solutions to the major problems of mankind. The only tenable toe available to us at this time is materialism, the idea that everything that happened, occurred naturally. While it is not a single theory the theory of the Big Bang and evolution are all one narrative. The problem is that there is no crossover between the physical evolution of matter and the supposed physical evolution of life. Not only is there no mechanism that permits us to make this connecting leap it has been proven time and time again the ideas themselves lack scientific plausibility or verifiability. This issue is only made worse by the realization the empirical method itself cannot be empirically tested. These and other findings locks us into a metaphysical environment from which it is impossible to escape. Invariably we are thrown back upon a reliance on metaphysics to make sense of our world. By definition a toe is analytical. Even if its major premise is empirically verifiable and its tenets able to be quantified, a toe relies more on logical coherency than on testable propositions. The a priorian theory of everything, referred to as apriorism, predicts the world is ultimately logical and moral in its construction. We take it on faith that when God said that his creation was good that is what he meant. Reality is knowable through logic alone the foundational premise or axiom of apriorism is that God exists. From this apriorism in its entirety can be derived. Apriorism does not claim God exists except as an axiomatic truth. God exists is either a self-evident truth or it will be discarded as a premise. Ultimately, we cannot prove God exists in the physical world. God is not physical and so cannot be empirically proven to exist. More importantly and crucially, the physical world is an illusion. It can only validate that which contributes to the illusion. God does not contribute to the illusion which is known as physical reality. We cannot believe in materialism and prove God exists. But then we cannot prove there are real solutions to human problems in an environment in which physical reality is taken as a given. If this is not clear enough, thinking there is a real, phenomenological world, creates problems, it does not solve them or provide solutions to anything other than how to explain reality without resorting to the God hypothesis. God did not create the physical world. His world is good and physical things are not good nor can they contain the characteristics of what is good. Which always brings us to the issue of evil. How can there be evil if God exists? But then we can ask, how can there be evil if God does not exist? We ought not worry about how evil exists if God exists. The much bigger problem is how do we explain the existence of evil if God does not exist. If there is meaning to this world then it would have to come down to a standard of comparison, a method of verification. Most people when dealing with the idea of a first-order principle simply look for something which appears to be basic to everyone's life, like happiness or freedom. We believe everyone wants to be free and we believe we all prefer to be happy than sad. But these things are inherently subjective, and they lack a quantifiable element. We cannot measure happiness or freedom, so in many ways they are illusions or at best, derived goods. Murder and lying is wrong not just because they have negative consequences but because these consequences do have a physical correlate, the consequences can be objectively validated. Even avarice and other sins are quantifiable by the speech and actions of the suspect. But a first-order principle takes us into a whole different level of quantification and verification. Yet, we cannot devise a theory of everything without a way to distill all we see in this world down to a single quantifiable factor. Energy is a conceptual explanatory hypothesis used in physics to explain events. It cannot be observed, but its effects can be. Even though no one can observe it, it can be quantified in the work it does. But what are we observing when we see a crime being committed compared to a man building a boat? What principle is the criminal contravening that the man building the boat reaffirms? Liberals claim all persons love liberty and to listen to most people this seems true. But the conflict between people suggests people love their own liberty far more than they like the liberty of other people. Which leads us to another issue. If the purpose of all men brings us into a war of all against all, it seems to suggest this is a pretty awful purpose to have. This is a good time to look at competition, which is the principle that is said to legitimize capitalism. Because mankind is considered to have different priorities, free market apologists suggest the best thing is for everyone to strive to realize their own best interests in a market environment. This means that we do not normally use guns or fists to settle differences, but money. If this fails, then we resort to the courts. But the main idea of capitalism is that if we all try and get as wealthy as possible, we will all work as hard as possible and all of us will benefit. However, there is a dynamic in capitalism that does not seem to have been explored in much detail. If we have a competition, we have a winner, but we also have a lot of losers. Because winning is tied at least marginally to a person's access to money, over time the winners will win more and the losers will lose more, at least to the point where any more losses would lead to death. So free markets lead inevitably to globalism and a one-world fascist state that owns and controls everything. It does not matter if the state is communist or capitalist, if it owns everything. A globalist state in which a small group of persons own all the property in the world, renders the distinction between communism and capitalism moot. However, this world is no stranger to division. The Bible talks about the people of the flesh and those of the spirit, as well as the saved and unsaved. We naturally think of those on the left and the right, an idea that is also expressed in the Gospels. But the most prevalent idea at least in the West is the people who are liberals and those who are conservatives. But do we know where the line is that divides these two groups? Liberals deny the world has any meaning. To try and impose one's values onto others is the height of hypocrisy. Liberals value freedom which means the permission for everyone to do their own thing. These purposes invariably collide, and so we have competition. People strive to win against their rivals. The law is created to try and maintain order between all the competing groups, but in the ends, the only thing that is truly hindered is acts of violence. A theory of everything is not possible in a world in which issues and disagreements are settled by competition and the application of force. Even if individuals are not permitted to use violence or coercive force, it is because the state maintains a monopoly on the use of force and is not hesitant to resort to it, when needed. The dividing line is ultimately this, we resort to violence to get what we want or we cooperate based on a quantified determination of right and wrong. This division of paradigms into one based on competition and one on cooperation does not just give us two organizational models, it gives us two worldviews. The idea that reality is red in tooth and claw and must resort to a struggle for existence to resolve disputes, is not a theory in the common sense of the term, but it is a worldview and the conventional one at that. The a priori theory of everything believes there is a right and wrong way of doing things and living and that this is objectively determined. In the simplest of terms, we are a positive force or a negative one. We add value to the things of God or we exploit them to benefit ourselves. Greed is always selfish. Greed is what motivates and powers competition. The alternative is a system of cooperation, but even here we need an objective measure of value to validate what people are doing, otherwise people lose faith and competition will creep in. Apriorix postulates that God exists and that he created everything. Everything has a value derived from its origins. Life also has value but human life has special value which makes it sanctified, because humans are able to add value to the things of God. This ability to add value to assets gives us dominion over the things of God. This postulation however has implications. The theory predicts only that we can add value, not that we will or always do. Thus we postulate that there is a division between good and evil. Good adds value and evil destroys value. If a person consumes what they did not create, those resources must come from elsewhere. This usually mean there was an act of coercion which means the theft was accompanied by a competitive struggle for what did not belong to them and this fight was with the creator of the value which was stolen. This difference between good and evil creates a very sharp division between good and evil. It is as distinct as a business that makes money and a business that is losing money. But it is one thing to have a theory and another to have a mechanism be which good and evil are made manifest in a measurable and objective way. Mat 10.26 therefore do not fear them. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, and hidden that will not be known. Conservatives are organizations that reveal what has been hidden and make known what heretofore was secret. Costs are tracked in real time, individually and comparatively. Organizationally conservatives contain 12 horizontal levels with 12 vertical sectors. Conservatives are divided horizontally and vertically. They have 12 political and economic zones. Each level is a different operational zone or sphere of operations. The lowest level and the smallest vertical unit is called a cell. The first or lowest level is composed of cells. Cells are composed of approximately 12 persons. The cell is a group seeking to fulfill the purpose of man which is to add value to the things created by God. The highest value thing created by God is man himself. We are designed to increase the value of the things we were given. We are to add value to the things of God. As was mentioned above, we either add value or we subtract value. This is the nature of reality. In the a priori theory of everything, the righteous add value and evil subtracts value. It is the struggle between these two forces that defines the dynamics of the human experience. To make this struggle visible, we need to create a baseline or foundational value on which our calculations will be based. This is statistical zero. To set up a cell requires establishing an organizational baseline. This is done by setting up an accounting ledger. The ledger permits us to calibrate the value added to our works. Cells are formed when assets are donated to the cell. This is called the capitalization phrase of development. If the total assets invested is $10,000, the accounts of the cell will show $10,000 in assets. The capital account balance enables the cell to issue 10,000 preferred share units to the investor. Preferred shares represent the equity of the cell. Equity is issued as a unit of account. 500 preferred shares equal 500 equity units or prefers. Prefers is a contraction of preferred shares and when used as a unit of account is given the designation. A explains social problems in terms of a cost of competition. Competition always leaves costs unpaid. The a priorian theory of everything provides solutions to the social problems of competition by explaining how these unpaid costs can be eliminated if we eliminate the underlying competition. This is referred to as the process of reconciliation, and it creates conservative organizations governed by cooperation. Conservatives are organizations that reward people who work together. Every problem created by man and all evil done, is the result of someone transferring costs onto society and future generations. Every solution consists of conservatives preventing the externalization of costs happening. Those who externalize costs onto others reject God and the need to pay their own costs, thus the creator reality in which power is the central issue. Those with power overcome those without power. Might makes right and the end justifies the means. In this context what is right is the externalization of costs onto others and the means is the tools of oppression, coercion and war. It is by the accounting available to a conservative cell that all costs are accounted for and all costs are allocated to the account of the one who created them. If we desire to solve human problems we need to stop creating them through fighting each other over what does not even belong to us. The a priori theory of everything postulates that all problems are created by competition and all competition is about things that are not owned by one or both combatants. The solution is to give to each person what they created and nothing to anyone that was not created by them. Our purpose is to add value to the thing of God and in the highest manifestation of this, we add value to the thing which God most values, his church.